RDTDaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. All right, everybody, what's going on? My name is Tara Devlin. Thank you for joining me every week here. We meet at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels. This is live. Um, we go from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern, and then we are replayed on Sunday starting 6 p.m. Eastern on the Progressive Voices channel or anytime on the Progressive Voices app. Wait, hold on. Francis, stop that. Hey, 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 hey. He's licking himself, and uh, that's not good because he's got a problem. We all know his problem. He... Uh, he's mentally ill, okay, so whatever. I'll get into it another time. He, he has this issue where he licks himself to the point of where he bleeds. He, today, I took the cone off of him. He, he basically wears a cone. He's been living his life in a cone. It's a soft cone that I had to buy special for him, but because, you know, who wants to walk around with a plastic cone on all the time? But he... I got to stop him from licking. We're trying to get him off the cone is the bottom line. Sorry about that. Um, so this is what you get when you tune into Tara Buster. It is what it is. We're in my apartment. I don't have, I'm not diamond and silk. We don't have the Mercer family. We only have each other. That we, And that's why I encourage you guys to become a patron because maybe one day we will be, um, we'll be in a studio. Hopefully I'll be able to bring Francis still. And will uh, Francis Jr. Jr. to be exact? He's he's one in a long line of Francis's that we always want to remember. That's how I people say you got to change your cat's name. It's getting too confusing. I know them all. I know who Francis was. I know who Francis Jr. was, and I know who Francis Jr. Jr. is. They are. They make me think of all of my. Love, lovely pets that I've had and miss. That's one of the things about that I hate about animals in general, well, pets, that they don't, they, they should have a longer lifespan, right? But on the other hand, they think, I, I think that they, they teach us and me, they teach, well, me, I'll speak for myself, they teach me a lot about life in general, how to appreciate what we have in the moment how to appreciate the, the day, how nothing is guaranteed, how you don't really, uh, everything is on loan, everything, including our, our own lives. So, and I guess, let's see, well, it brings me to thinking about Republicans, of course, because I wonder about them, why, everything about them, everything about their ideology is based in, in, well, it's based in fear, but it's also based in bullshit. Just complete and utter BS that they are, um, well, we'll get into it, but that they, that there's, they're, it's just completely fear-centered. And when I was thinking today, what am I going to talk about? There's so many things going on every week, as you know, it's like a fire hose of news. And the hypocrisy, though, there's, there's some things we can d depend on with the Republican Party. Hypocrisy is one of them. The hypocrisy is the beating heart of the Republican Party. They, um, whatever, uh, whenever you have a question of that, all you have to do is play the game, what if Obama, okay? What if Obama had a private club 
that was a magnet for spies that infest the club where he is making money for himself and uh, uh, allowing spies from China and Russia to infiltrate, get close to him, uh, infest the, uh, or at least try to infest his uh, computers with malware. The Lord knows what what they already have on him. Because I don't know if you guys remember a couple, maybe it was like a year ago. There was, it's because, here's the thing, if even one of these things happened during the Obama administration, it would be a nonstop, uh, you would have it on loop on Fox News, right? Um, when there were, where's this article from the New York Times about how the, the uh, Russians and the Chinese were tapping Trump's phones? I can't find it now. I, I see, I have all these pages that I save for the show, and now I can't. I, this, this is a problem, too. See, if you donate and become a patron, perhaps we can get an executive producer, we can get a studio, I can get some makeup in here. You know what I mean? I don't have to look like a raggedy ass. You know what I mean? Raggedy ends ass up here in front of everybody, but I don't care. You know what I mean? I, when I come, if I really cared, I wouldn't really, I wouldn't do a video. You know, I do care a little bit. I do. Of course, we all care. Nobody wants to be like. We all want to be like. Oh wow, you're beautiful. You're amazing. I, I did. You know, it is what it is. You take the good and the bad. But so in. This article from the New York Times in, from October of 2018, when Trump phones friends, the Chinese and the Russians listen and learn. So this is when President Trump, which, I mean, I hate saying those two things together, those two words, President Trump. That's why I say so-called President Trump, because he did receive fewer votes. I mean, let's, get, let's, let's keep that up front. And he's had help from his pals. And, and he did have help in, uh, from the Russians. And they're helping him now. When you're online arguing with somebody, you might be arguing with a Twitter bot from Russia, a Russian bot. And I'm guilty of that, too. I, get, I argue. I, but, but you should go and look at their, their, uh, their avatar, look at when they were created. I'm just keeping my eye on Francis. Where the heck is he? Oh, boy. Anyway. Um, and you'll see. It, it, and they're getting more sophisticated, too, because sometimes you don't even know. They have a, a very wide variety of responses. And, and if you accuse them or, or challenge them of being a bot, there's a, there's a bunch of stat or, you know, standard responses that they'll have. Of course, they're they know that they're be going to be accused of being bots, and they're like, "Oh, ha, ha, you're a bot." But yeah, yeah there's a, there are also uh, apps that you can install on your on the Google Chrome browser or whatever other browsers that can identify bot-like patterns and will tip you off if they're a bot. So hopefully they'll continue to become sophisticated and they'll be able to pick the pick this up but this is what we're up against and you would think that someone who's such a populist such a working class hero 
wouldn't need the help for, of so many billionaires and so many foreign adversaries and so many dictators and, uh, and, and democracy-hating authoritarians to prop him up to give him that working-class stamp of approval, right? That, so, that so-called working-class stamp of approval. You would think. It's not like Bernie is getting help from the Russians or needs all these bots uh, propping him up. But it's also, it's not just about putting Trump in office because Trump is the, he's the Manchurian candidate, frankly, who's here to dismantle democracy because that's the ultimate goal of Putin and the authoritarians. And we had a nice run of democracy here on earth for a little bit, but it's swinging back towards authoritarianism. And that's just the way it is. The, the, and the, you know, the Russians aren't dumb. Putin's not stupid. Of course. And the Chinese either. Of course they sent spies into Mar-a-Lago. I mean, wouldn't you? I mean, really. How, they know that they have a dumbass on their hands, an easily manipulated dumbass. He's so, he is easily, and, and, and Hillary, he, she pegged it, man. From the start, a man who is can be baited by a tweet should not have his fingers on the nuclear button. And here we are. Here, uh, here we are. He, this idiot, and, and it's like, and it's not. He's easily baited. He's stupid. He's a moron. He's greedy. That's the thing. The the now I went. I mean, guys, you guys know when I was I was in the military, right? I was in the National Guard. I was not like GI Jane or some great soldier. Don't get me wrong, but I did I did wear the uniform of this country, and I went through the security clearance process because that was part of my MOS. I was in military intelligence, but I really really did nothing. But and uh, so I have nothing really to report, but. I had to go through that that security clearance process. They they but um, they want to find out the reason they do that and the reason why it's so dangerous for Trump to be handing out security clearances all over town like it's nothing and and putting flunkies in positions of of, of power like um, Herman Cain, which now that I've I mentioned his name, I wish I had grabbed those clips of Herman Cain. I forgot. But because he's a, they're so stupid, these people, but they don't want you. They, they want to know your weakness. Are you exploitable? And that's why for years they they that was the justification they gave for have for barring gays from serving in the military. Of course, it's just it was ignorance and homophobia because it had nothing to do with it. And if they really were afraid of gay people being exploited by uh, foreign adversaries having blackmailable things over their heads, they would eliminate the ban. I mean, and then eventually that's what happened. But you know what I'm saying. And But with Trump, you, there's no eliminating his, his core identity, which is a greed-centered sociopath and narcissist, really. So... He is easily exploitable through greed and flattery. And they know that. And Putin knows that. And anybody who, like, the Chinese know that. They know how to play him. And by extension, they play us. We don't want to be played. We don't want this guy in office. He shouldn't be there. 
if this was a functioning democracy, he would not be there. And we and you could just see how how tenuous any democracy or republic is because look what happened with these republicans none of them will stand up to him they know all these things why because ultimately it is and i've said this for years and i'm going to repeat it republicans hate democracy they don't want a democracy and that's why they are packing the courts because when you uh, any any progress that we have to promote the general welfare over the welfare of the corporate elite, if it finally gets to the courts, there they will nullify it because they're they are packing the courts. They, so many um, Trump judges are being put on it's at breakneck speed, at record speed, more than ever. This is why Mitch McConnell, the grave digger of American democracy. Put, uh, blocked Obama from putting in his judges. And this is why he's, he just undid, uh, he, he un, what do you call it? He took the brakes off and that's it. They have, uh, he, he pulled the nuclear option for Trump's judges. And these, the, the judges that he's putting on there, they don't, they're like um, Brett Kavanaugh. Brett Kavanaugh never tried a case. He has been a political operative since the getting out of uh, whatever he since uh, his last beer with Squee and Skooky. Um, that's all he is. He worked with the Bush administration, Bush v. Gore. They uh, part of that whole Brooks Brothers riot to stop the vote counting. He all he's done is work behind the scenes. He never tried a case in front of a judge, and now he's sitting on the Supreme Court. That's all you got to do is kiss Republican ass all the way up the chain of command until you're sitting in your cushy lifetime job. Anyway, it's like I was watching because I had to grab some clips of Diamond and Silk, these morons who are on Fox so-called news, right? Uh, they're they're the Fox and Friends black friend, right? Or black friends, I guess there's two of them. But they uh, they they're they're like the human shields for the racism of of Fox News, for the rampant racism. Any well, any of the black personalities on uh, on any on Fox News, that's they hide behind them. They gives them the legit. Uh, they. They give them the, uh, you know, license, license to just spread ig- their ignorance. And um, so anyway, I was watching them. And if uh, they what, what makes them entertaining? It's that they are it's not entertaining. What gives them this platform? They are being propelled into numerous millions of households deliberately by the the elite by the the powers that be they want them to, to come in and muddy up and and dirty up whatever not what what is the word uh the the conversation to confuse people to uh to give the fox news uh cover so um if they were if they were liberals, if they were if they were espousing the the actual populist line, there would be absolutely no way that anybody would ever have heard of them. So, like me.
You know what I mean? They'd be in my boat. They'd be in their apartment with a cat walking around, with a cat with mental issues walking around. Well, I have another cat. He just never comes out when I'm talking, but he's very shy. That's Tara Jr. Jr. They're both boys. I don't care. They, they, they like their names. I like their names. I, they, they appreciate their names. <laughs> they don't have that. That they're not like they're not like Tucker Carlson or or Sean Hannity. They're secure in their masculinity. So unlike them, but which is really what's and I mean and uh, what's his freaking face and Trump. If there's any more insecure in his masculinity than Trump, somebody better let me know. So um, anyway, so I was reading this uh, this article, right? That's what was happening. When okay, let's just read it. This was from 2008 by Matthew Ro- Rosenberg and Maggie Haberman, but I won't read the whole thing because it's long. But I'll read just overview, right? Um, when President Trump, so-called President Trump, calls old friends in one of his iPhones to gossip, gripe, or solicit their latest take on how he is doing. American intelligence reports indicate that Chinese spies are often listening. Isn't that, doesn't that comfort you, uh, Americans who are dumb enough to vote Republican? Does that, how, do you, how do you feel about that? Oh, it's the fake New York Times lying to you. Everybody's lying, but the, but the liar, but the, the con man, the, the one who won't release his tax returns because he's under audit for the past however many years. No, he won't release his tax returns because he's a compromised agent of a foreign dictator who's been laundering money for the Russian mob for forever, since the first time he tried to run for president. So that's really the bottom line. And he's a, he is a con man. He's not a legitimate businessman. He never has been. He's never been among the titans of New York developers who are legitimate business people who build and do things. Trump is a grifter. Uh, just like the whole thing with the wall. You see what he did? He put, uh, he's putting his uh, plaque up on the wall, uh, a part of the wall that... Um, has been that that's that is in construction since Obama. So this this where the frig is it? Mm, whatever. I'll put it up. And we'll talk about that later. I'm all over the place. I know. I've I, I'm not. What's going on in my life? I'm. Uh, everybody knows that I'm. I struggle. I struggle with life sometimes. I want to get out of the country sometimes. I do. I do. Sometimes I wonder if I'd be happier if I were... And, and life is short, right? Life is too short. Sometimes I wonder if I... I know I would be happier if I, if I were born in Finland, right? The happiest place on earth. I'd look, at the, I'd look over at this country and be like, what a madhouse. Thank God I was born in Finland. And if you're a Republican and you're like, well, then get the hell out, then let's do a GoFundMe for my ticket. I'll take you up on the offer. Let's do it for, for my moving expenses. If you're really that dedicated, let's put your money where your mouth is. Yeah. So, yeah, I know. I'm, uh, 
I am a I struggle with the with the show. I struggle with the website. We I created the website. We're trying to. I mean, it's and then sometimes I wonder: Am I dumb? Should I just not care? I should tune everything out. Why Why do I f- spend my time doing this? But whatever. I don't know. I'm just. It feels sometimes futile. And it is, it, that's why I ask people to become patrons, because it is, it, it's a financial, um, I don't want to say drain, yeah, it is kind of a, I, it comes out of my pocket, the, the most of it. So, and I'm hoping that that changes someday, so we can actually have um, more people and fund more writers on RDT Daily and whatnot. You know what I mean? And it would let me sleep at night. I have a hard time sleeping sometimes. <sighs> anyway, how can you not? That's why I think this entire country, and I, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in this country, that has, has PTSD. This country is suffering from PTSD. The whole country. And it's by design. They want us to be suffering. They want us to be at each other's throats. They want us to be unable to sleep and stressed. This and it's really heartbreaking. That's how much they hate democracy. That's that's how greedy and small-minded they are. But we have been dealing with this kind of person th- forever. The history is littered with stories of tyrants taking t- uh, power. Not caring about the 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 people they pretend to represent, using those people as pawns, playing with their lives, leaving nothing but destruction. So what this what we're doing here, the a republic is supposed to be a remedy for that. We're supposed to mitigate that because we get together and we promote the general welfare over the welfare of the corporate elite, over the welfare of the tyrant squatting in the White House. And honestly, I wish that the founding fathers and mothers never made uh, a position called the president, the executive branch. Why, why not just have, a, have a, the, the Senate and, and you have to have... Because they're, they're so, it's such a, uh, a dangerous... There is such there's such opportunity there for a tyrant to come in and exploit the system and concentrate power, and they've been doing it for generations now. And as you as you know, now we're really um, we're as in as close of, as we've ever been to losing this democracy. So much so that the you, even the corporate mouthpieces on so-called liberal media openly discuss it, which was something I never thought I would see because we've been discussing it privately, not maybe me and you personally, but other people behind the scenes. Like this A equals B equals C. It has to lead there because you're not crazy when you, from the Patriot Act, from, the, from Bush v. Gore, all these little whittling away not even little. What's so little about, um, hey, shut up outside. You hear these horns going off? Right? I'm doing a tower buster here. But 
I mean, what is so little, right, about the Supreme Court stopping the vote count in Florida when if the vote count would have been able to proceed, Al Gore would be president? And what's what is so little about having uh, how many Republicans squatting in the White House despite receiving fewer votes? And that's these things. When that happened, first of all, let's just roll back a little bit with Bush v. Gore. When that happened, I was, I mean, heartbroken, of course. But I was also very alarmed at the at the reaction of the Republicans. But, I mean, of course, it's typical. It's to be expected. They have this sort of like, it's my team, your team. I don't really think Democrats would feel like that. I, no, we don't want to win by cheating. We don't, when we lose elections, we don't go and say, hey, how can we stop Republicans from voting? We say, oh, how, how can I ha- run a better campaign? I, maybe I need to knock on some more doors, or, right? That's what the, but what do Republicans do? They, they say, how can we eliminate the m- majority of Democratic voters? Well, they say Democrat because they use it as a pejorative, which really annoys me. And it goes to show you, it really is a shame on them. That's, it's shame on them for behaving that way. Because they're, they're, they're such whiners, right? They're, they pretend to be the adults, but they can't even call you what you want to be called, right? It's too much trouble. That Democrat Party, because it sounds like rat, right? Somebody, they, that's their Frank Lunds. Because that's all they have. They have tricks and manipulations. It's like Trump putting up a plaque on a, on a section of wall that's been authorized from from the time Obama sat in the Oval Office because he won two landslide elections, and despite uh, on uh, as opposed to Trump, who didn't even win, and has to lie and lie about it. How it's so hard, isn't it? It's the hardest thing for Republicans to win the Electoral College. No, it's not, because if that was the case, we wouldn't have. The two, Dem- uh, I mean, we would have more Democratic presidents. We wouldn't have Bush. We wouldn't have the uh, Twitler. And you see um, what Republicans as a whole, they are completely cowed now. They have always been a weak ass, tiny little weak ass bitch party. And they here they are, right in front of us, in flu, full, weak-ass glory, showing us who they are. Being cowed by a con man and a grifter and a, and a traitor on top of it, who allows spies into his private club that he doubled the admission price. That's, that's who Trump is. He doesn't give a shit. If this country burns, if you're sucking on exhaust pipes, if you don't have a job, if you're if there's holes as big as uh, a house in the social safety net that it doesn't catch anybody, that there's that if this country is burning, he doesn't care. He as long as he can make an extra dollar. Now I don't know what the hell, man. The guy is seventy three going on now. How much more? 
Well, the fact is, he's not that rich to begin with. And maybe he's rich now because of he, uh, you know, he's not suffering. But he was never a billionaire. He's only pretended to be one. That's why he doesn't want us to see his tax returns. So, all right. Anyway, what I was saying, I know I'm all over the place. You got to, I'm just not, I'm just all over the place in general in my life. So, it's really, really, uh, I've been under a lot of stress. That's why I've been asking people to become patrons, to buy some merch. Like, I'm wearing this shirt. This is one of the shirts you can get with Francis Jr. Jr. on it. Resist. And I, please become a patron and tell your friends, too. Because eventually, if I don't get patron, this is what will happen. I mean, I do have some more patrons, and I thank people for becoming patrons and donating. And I got a, a very nice donation. I got two do very nice donations in the past couple of days. I want to say thank you. I got something in the mail from Anthony B. Thank you. I'm sending you something back as a thank you gift. And um, what else? And I got another very nice donation today from Robert B. So thank you. I got, I see you. I recognize you. I appreciate that yeah, that says to me, keep going. If we don't, but if we don't have people, you know, I mean, it's just the facts of life. I would, uh, I would like to do the show every day. That would be good. But maybe when we get to that point, I will have a producer. It won't be as scattered. I won't be sitting because what it is is that I do prep. I do everything for the show, and I try to, I do try to. What do you call it? Um, have a bit of an outline. But as you say, sometimes the outline goes out the window and I just go on a terror buster. <laughs> but because the, there's so many things that happen all the time. And then, of course, sometimes we'll have guests. I don't have a guest this week. I was too busy trying to keep a roof over my head and I wasn't, a, I just didn't reach out. And also, you know what it is? I guess I've been down. That's what it is. I've just been down in the dumps and thank you for allowing me to share and it's very difficult for me to reach out I should do it that's probably the remedy for for not being down in the dumps is reaching out and and just getting people uh, talking to people getting them on the show and whatnot but when I feeling down I'm just feeling ugh, I don't feel like dealing with uh, the uh, process of booking somebody <laughs> you know what I mean this is why I need an executive producer who is also half of a half-time psychiatrist. But I have a psychiatrist, though. I do. I've had a shrink since I'm 15 years old. My mother took me to a shrink when I was a kid. But it didn't fix me. I mean, I, I, you also have to be... It, there is no fixing in therapy. That's the other thing. You have to participate. It really is about behavior modification. That's what I learned. And it's also... And I have come a long way, as those who watch the show and listen to the show know, because I was a, an addict for many years. That was when I was a young person, younger person. So I'm in recovery. It is a daily process. And in spite of that, I, you know, I do my best. We all do our best. And, but, you know, I'm just, I'm only human. I'm only human, so... But thank you. 
whatever. I feel like the show sucks now. I should probably just stop the show. <laughs> stop the show. I want to get off. No. Um, yeah. Guys, thank you for in- indulging. But anyway, so I was talking about this stupid uh, Trump. What a... What, I, that's, that's when I, when I saw that, that... What do you call it? That article uh, about how the Russians are listening to Trump. Um, why is that not a daily uh, 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 on every why wasn't wasn't that breaking news why isn't that it's not just the Russians the Chinese and it's it's sort of like eh meh who who cares diamond and silk here's diamond and silk uh, and that's how you know the Republicans are, they really hate this country I I mean I know I know that's what the Republicans say about us that we that liberals hate America but there is nothing further from the truth because we liberals created America while the, their, while the conservative ancestors were pining to be trickled upon by the king, right? We were the ones that dared to dream of a society without a, uh, an intergenerational aristocracy and a king. But of course... Regardless, I know. What's the obligatory? Yes, they were racist. They were misogynists. These were the founding fathers. They were products of their time. And when they wrote, all men were created equal, they meant all men. White men. That's it. Period. End of sentence. So the more we continue as liberals, as progressives, they were, they were the ultimate progressives, pro- progressing away from a system that had its grips on, the, on humanity for millennia into something that was, was new. It was birthed in the liberal age of enlightenment, where and there were the, and in fact, it was mostly the upper class that, had the, that were educated, they would, then they spoke, in salons and would ha- uh, th- these radical notions of um, getting rid of the monarchy. So we're uh, we're in a period of time on on Earth where where the majority of normal people think that um, democracy is the most ideal form of government. That helps the most people. It does, but now we're we're in a backlash, and we might—I don't know—we might not make it. We really might not. There's, and as we talk about on the show a lot, there's men, there's other republics throughout history that do not make it, and we're one by one. Who knows what will happen? Will this with with. We have we're never we're we're as close to losing this republic as we have ever been, and we're not that old. We're not a we're not like the Roman Republic, which was over four hundred years old when it when it collapsed. So we're very new, and and it's also where I don't know um, the the amount of manipulation that we're constantly enduring. And lies from 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 the from the right wing, mostly, and all. It's like I feel like uh, we're in some kind of like trying to hypnotize us. Really, I mean, they really are. Because there's one thing I want to talk about too. I know I was talking about this this article. I keep going off track, 
but let's just let me just wrap it up. So it says American spy agencies, the official said, had learned that China and Russia were eavesdropping on the president's cell phone calls from human sources inside foreign governments and intercepting communications between foreign officials. So you think that stopped? This is this was an article that was last year. Um, what do you think would have would be the on the ticker on Fox News if this was President Obama? Uh, if he if his wherever his private whatever were were uh, compromised, he's he's not he 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 didn't use a pri- private cell phone. They took his cell phone. He took his BlackBerry or something, and I rem- and he he was an avid user of it, but not Trump. There's different rules for the traitor, and the Republicans don't seem to care because they're traitors too. They, they basically prove everything I've been saying. And when, when there are uh, prominent historians and there are other media figures that, that, that compare now to the rise of Nazi Germany, we better listen because it's happening before our eyes. It's, it'll be different. Maybe there won't be death camps. of, But there are. They, we have children. We're separating children from their parents. We are putting people in cages, babies in cages. And uh, there's this inhumanity completely. And it is the cruelty is the, it is the driving force in the Republican Party, that they're not even using racist dog whistles anymore. They're, ap- they're outright using talking points of white nationalism in the KKK. There is, there's no holds barred. As long as they can pack the courts, that's the game plan here, packing the courts with flunkies that will ultimately destroy democracy they will it will destroy any progress that we make they'll they'll undo laws they will it's just what happened in nazi germany that's how it started hitler flunkies uh were they put all these nazi flunkies on the court so when a communist was murdered and the perpetrator would come before the nazi court the flunky nazi court that was pretending to be a legitimate court, that it would be completely nullified. The person would be acquitted. So there was the, it was one insult against democracy after another. But that's how it happens. And I, I mean, really, what is the game plan? When you have to, they're not doing it because they love this country. They love mom, apple pie, freedom, all the things that they say when they're singing their teary-eyed renditions of America the Beautiful. Because they literally have an infestation of spies at Mar-a-Lago, at, at, Trump, at Twitler's tacky little club, at his personal piggy bank, where they can go there and give him bribes and and listen in on his cell phone calls and watch him call in uh, military strikes in Syria uh, for after dinner entertainment this is what's going on there and they're 
and he's just allowed to do this. And Republicans, are there no Republicans that have any decency? That's what I want to know. Are there any of them? Why are they Republicans? Still, maybe they should be independent. I don't know. But the Republican Party is is really i don't know when when are we going to classify it outright as a hate group frankly oh, boy, boy. but um let's see mr trump's use of his iPhones were was detailed by several current and former officials who spoke on a condition of anonymity so they could discuss classified intelligence okay the officials said that they were doing uh no, they they were doing so not to undermine Mr. Trump because, you know, why would you want to do that? But out of frustration with what they consider the president's casual approach to electronic security. And that reminds me of this uh, the other story about the security clearances where the woman who is the whistleblower is uh, someone who is a dwarf and they were abusing her. Of course, I mean, that's what adults do, right, who work in in the in the white house they abuse people uh because they have dwarfism they, i mean what 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 is wrong with them so they would put the binders and things that she needed on higher shelves so she couldn't get at it and uh th- because this is who they are there's something fundamentally disturbed about them they're emotionally stunted and fear-based, racist, narcissist assholes with a goddamn con man leading them. A con man traitor. And there's no single Republicans. I don't care. They, they all talk about how John McCain was this great statesman. Yeah, maybe one day we'll look back, just like we look, we're looking at George W. Bush as some kind of model for a Republican president. But he was a monster show, too. He couldn't spell. He, well, maybe not as bad. Well, he didn't have Twitter, I guess, at the time. He couldn't speak. He didn't know what the hell he was talking about. He was ignorant, dumb. He had an evil vice president that would uh, sent us to war for no other reason but to line their own pockets. How many people have to die in this so-called democracy? So it's the same thing that's been going on for millenn- when you think about what happened in the Roman Republic, you know, they were sending soldiers all over for personal gain, not for the soldiers gain because how many soldiers died in the Roman Republic? To so somebody some some politician could get gravitas or dignitas, that's what they call it. It's the same thing. So Trump so uh George Bush sends his has to have a war so he can get political capital to privatize Social Security and rip the the dignified retirement uh, from millions of Americans still living. See, FDR is uh, still enabling millions of Americans to live with dignity in their retirement as much as these effing Republicans sitting around whining about socialism and liberals and Democrats Watching Fox News, sitting there, uh, thanks to FDR. Not to mention the uh, the Tennessee Valley Authority that that put uh, that that allowed electricity. These assholes would still be sitting in the dark, whining about liberals, right, and socialists. So okay, let me see. 
I, I want to talk about Tucker Carl- Carlson. There's so many things. What else did I write I wanted to talk about? Oh, yeah. The, uh, because the, one of the things I'm going to do for the break is I made a different break. I, the, there was a video from Vox that I thought was really great. It was about Tucker Carlson. It's about eight minutes long, so that'll be our break. I don't think that the, the uh, people from Vox would mind too much. Because we're giving them, we're giving them credit, and I and it's been shared. I'm not sure if you saw it, but it's really it's about how Tucker Carlson is an an utter fraud, and he uh, you'll you'll see the the video. And I was watching. Let's just let me just play a couple of these video, but because one of the things I was um, I was watching were the Fox News. The outrage machine. They're outraged about the, of course, Democrats, right? Who are who are apologizing, okay, for different things. Like, for instance, Chris, Kirsten Gillibrand said she is sorry that she said something about what was it? It was the border or something about um, building a wall. I don't remember. And she she didn't realize she she realized something after the fact she changed her mind and she apologized because she didn't realize how where is it how it it, her her views really affected people um how immigrants were being vilified and you know fox news cannot handle when anybody has it changes there or or seems to evolve right so let me see where is it let me play this and they're, they're just uh, you know what let me play where is it tucker carlson because he's there's this new thing he's saying it's well this is tucker carlson is talking about saying that if you're woke if you're like democrats apologizing and also is uh pete Buttigieg or whatever the hell however you pronounce his name saying how he said all lives matter when someone said black lives matter and that how he he now realizes that that was a it was um that he he said he was sorry for doing he apologized because he was educated how it was used as a as a bludgeon to stop the conversation of about black lives and police brutality in this country and which is what you know republicans don't want anybody to evolve or learn or talk about the their actual um you know becoming woke their process of of evolution and so here's tucker let's just play him for a second the real question is, do you want to live in a place where people like the ones you just saw on the screen have more political power, where humor and dissent are criminal acts, where lying is the currency of public life, where authorities whose names you don't know can destroy you for thinking the wrong things? You're familiar with that world. You've seen it before. It's called Twitter. Imagine if it had control of the U.S. military. It does have control of the U.S. I mean, everything that he says... When I watch this, I'm like, this is opposite world. Am I living in bizarre world? Imagine if it, 
the uh, if it had control of the U.S. military, where comedy is criminalized, does he does did he ever meet Donald Trump? Donald Trump is the one who wants to look into Saturday Night Live, who can who doesn't understand how Saturday Night Live can have a can do what they do against him. That it's so anti-American, it hurts the country, that he was, wants to look into their FCC license. And this is what the, um, they're, it's like bizarro world. So where's the other one? Hold on. I don't know if I played the right one. There was a longer one. Good evening. Welcome to Tucker Carlson tonight. How do you know if you're living in a free society? Here's a quick test. Are you allowed to say obviously true things in public or are you forced to lie? As George Orwell put it in 1984, freedom is the freedom to say that two plus two make four. If that is granted, all else follows. Okay, so they're they're the the um, ones that are fighting for freedom and they just want to say true things like what? So I get, I mean, like what? So they, uh, that immigrants are uh, an invasion? That's just a true thing? That, uh, I mean, uh, how many, uh, how many lies has Trump told? Those, that's just true. You just want to be able to say something true. And that's what the, the, the KKK, the Nazis, this is what they're, they say they're just speaking truth, you see. The, some people are just born to be slaves, like Rush Limbaugh says. Some people are, uh, and let me, let's just play some more. Hold on. But what if that freedom isn't granted? What if you're required to repeat things you know aren't true? What like what? What are you repeating that isn't true? That... I guess what they're saying is, oh, all lives matter, right? But not putting that in context and sh and explaining or... T yeah, of course all lives matter. We know that. If all lives matter, we wouldn't have to say black lives matter. God damn it. All lives matter. Act like it. For Christ's sakes. Act like all lives matter. Not just a clump of cells in a woman's uterus. All lives matter? We'd have universal health care. We, uh, if all lives matter, if all lives matter, you wouldn't be uh, supporting party, a party, a political party that sends people to die for lies in places that never attacked us. All lives matter. OK, act like it. Like just like I wish they said uh, they, that they're if they're Christian, this is such a they're so, such Christians, Republicans, and this is a Christian nation. Well, act like it then. Act like it, like your socialist hippie that walked around giving people health care. Everyone who hears you knows perfectly well that you're lying, but can't say so out loud. What if everyone is required instead to nod along and mock sincerity as if it's all completely real? That's what a pep rally in a police state looks like. Thank what the F is he talking about? Dear leader for a bountiful potato harvest, they chant, even as they starve to death. So saying Black Lives Matter is somehow akin to a police rally in a police state or, or a, a rally in a police state. 
You get the same feeling as you watch the current oh. race for the Democratic nomination. Pete Buttigieg is in that race oh, a few go. years ago, back when he was best known for being mayor of South Bend, Indiana. Buttigieg made the point that all lives matter. He said it because it's true. All lives do matter, no matter what they Well, then act like it, you Swanson heir son of a bitch. Act like it, if all lives matter. Stop stepping over the, the, the lives that don't matter on the way to your cocktail party. You trust-funded little weasel. This guy, is a, he's never had to work in his life. Let's remember that. He is an heir to the Swanson fortune, pretending he is a champion of the people, just like Donald Trump. And if he was a champion of the people, why would he be for um, the, nothing but billionaires and tax breaks for the 1% and kicking people off their health care that they, the little health care they actually have? Look like every life has value, period. That's the message of Christianity. And I talk about our marriage and also... Wait, hold on. I hit, I hit the wrong button. Let me roll this back a little. Acknowledged. So Buttigieg apologized for his wrong think. In 2015, you said that all lives matter when you spoke um, about two police controversies that were happening in South Bend. Was that a mistake? What I did not understand is that uh, what the Black Lives Matter movement was telling us since learning about how that phrase was being used to push back on that activism, I stopped using it in that context. And doesn't that make sense? How that phrase, since I learned how that phrase was used to push back on that activism, I stopped using it. He was woke then. That's what it meant. He got woke about it. He changed his point of view and he acted accordingly like an adult, not like a little baby who poops his diaper and blames everybody else for the stench like Tucker Carlson, like trust fund Tucker, who never had to work a day in his life, who has the balls to call people makers and takers. Well, his, well he's getting his trust fund from that crappy Swanson TV dinner crap. How many, how many cows had to die for that? I'm sorry I said all lives matter. I won't say that again. Going forward, only some lives will matter, whatever lives the party deems meaningful. And that's not even what anybody said, right? Who said that we deem whatever lives matter as we are going to tell you you're going to say? Who, who is saying that? It's this complete muddying of the entire message. What does Black Lives Matter mean? If this is what you have to do, when somebody says Black Lives Matter, if this is the, the, uh, the, the, the manipulation that you have to put around your attack on that very simple statement, then that, that, it just goes to show you just how necessary that statement actually is. If this is what they have to do in response, is to create this kind of confusion around it because they don't really want you to ever figure out that uh what's truly going on like who you are who your oppressors truly are 
that um, if we all understand, yeah, Black Lives Matter. We uh, why why do we have to say Black Lives Matter in a racist ass country built on racism and division? Because if we really need that Truth and Reconciliation Commission that we can all come together and re- and heal and resolve our racist ass history. But these th- uh, these elite sitting in their ivory tower at Fox News. that they don't want any of us to figure that out because they want us to be fighting amongst ourselves about this. In Pensington, and I stand corrected. The crowd nodded gravely. We are pleased to see your turn of heart, comrade. Police Buttigieg managed to preserve some dignity as he went through the motions of his ritual apology. No, I mean, he, he, he looked pretty dignified to me, and I thought I would commend him for it didn't seem like a ritual apology. It seemed like he was explaining what he had learned and why he, didn't, why he wasn't using that, that phrase anymore, how it was being used, how All Lives Matter was being used as a cudgel by the racist uh, asses in this country, like Tucker Carlson, I can't even talk, uh, uh, to beat down the very necessary conversation that we really need to be having. Mark, who is 46 years old and still skateboards, <sighs> has no dignity. When asked about a harmless joke he once told about his wife staying home to raise the kids, O'Rourke fell apart completely. He groveled and whimpered and abased himself. He even expanded the self-criticism and apologized for how he was born. Constructive criticism. See, meaning... He, they're talking to the white, aggrieved white male, right? The st- so-called straight white male that uh, make up the the bulk of the Fox viewership and the Republican Party. And anyone, you know, in uh, it's basically that white nationalist base that is that this is who they're talking to. They have to apologize for how they're born. No one said that. No. But if Beto O'Rourke is mentioning, oh, yeah, I, I woke up to the fact that I live in a country of uh, white privilege. It, it, it has already made me a better candidate. Not only will I not say that again, uh, but, but I'll be much more thoughtful going forward in, in the way that um, I talk about our marriage and also the way in which I acknowledge the truth And what's wrong with recognizing that? See, if you recognize it, it's sort of like alcoholism or drug addiction. The first step in fixing your problem is realizing that you have one. So that's the same thing with Beto O'Rourke or whoever. If they realize that we live in a country where they're, you know... I mean, getting their white male privilege is gives them a little bit of a head start in this racist-ass country. Then, But you see how Tucker does not want anybody to ever catch on. Because then the, then the whole game falls, is up, basically. The rigged game is over. This is what Maoist tribunals look like during the Cultural Revolution. Really? By summer, you can picture Beto wearing a paper dunce cap with white privilege scrawled across it in red letters. Really? And I know we're too busy trying to save democracy from the likes of you. 
warning to other would-be counter-revolutionaries. Pretty much everyone running for president as a Democrat this year has had to face inquisitions like this. They write their confessions of guilt, bowing before their accusers on social media and begging for forgiveness. Kirsten Gillibrand read her confession on live television. Years ago, when she was running for a different office, Gillibrand once expressed sympathy for the idea of a border. Looking back, she is deeply ashamed. She can hardly believe she ever thought something. I'm sure it was a little bit more complex than that. I'm sure because no Democrat is for open borders. Let's get this straight. No Democrat. The only people for open borders are the elites that Tucker represents, that he's the mouthpiece for. They want open borders, and that's because they want the labor pool to be completely flooded. And the, any regulation that, or safety standards or security or uh, perks and benefits that American workers have it's a, is a race to the bottom as we all meet the lowest common denominator. That's why the Republican remedy for w the working class here in the United States is not to up the, uh, up the standards or have uh, labor unions or s maybe l make the CEOs not um, earn, not earn, I don't even know. It's not, I'm using the wrong word, not funnel 445 times the uh, salary of the lowest paid worker. It is to make um, us all the, uh, meet the lowest common denominator of this of the countries that they you know they want to ship to that they outsource to the 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 entire premise of the republican party is to have open borders they only talk about they they ascribe that to the democratic party because we're not malicious racist ghouls who want to build a wall when someone is escaping oppression from another country we allow them to have a democratic process, right? As it should be, as, as our laws dictate, and, well, not even dictate, demand. Immoral. You essentially said that you were embarrassed about your previous position yeah. on immigration. Tell me about that. Well, I don't think it was um, driven from my heart. I was callous to the suffering of families who want to be with their loved ones, people who want to be reunited with their families. And I recognize, as we all do, that immigration and diversity is our strength as a country. I really regretted that I didn't look beyond my district and talk about why this is an important part of the United States story. Diversity is our strength, she says. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Diversity is our strength. This is the new Nicene Creed. Don't ask what it means. That's not your place. Just mouth the words. Well, there's nothing. Um, did it sound like she was mouthing the words or she had an explanation? But they don't want any of us to ever think that this is a nation of immigrants, that diversity is our strength. So let's mock it because they, they are, they're afraid. These are tiny little white little elites who, what would they do without their trust fund? They have to trick people into voting for their own demise. Liberal about any of this, obviously, it is purely authoritarian, woke fascism. <laughs> Power over ideas in place of thinking. What is idea? What idea? That's what I wonder. There's no idea there. Their ideas don't have an idea. Don't change. Be a, be a racist. Be a white-ass 
asshole. Be somebody who doesn't evolve. Be somebody that just bows to the white patriarchy and stays in their place in your in the hierarchy that is dictated by the Tucker Swanson. I, I mean, obedience what? in return for dissent, punishment, lying. And what's the dissent? This is why I'm so confused. Their dissent is what? Don't rock the boat of of our white privilege. All right. That's an official policy. And not just conventional lying, the ordinary truth-shading of everyday life. And this is a guy who votes for Donald Trump, right? Who protects Donald Trump. As the, and that's why I'm like, wow. These people, do they even own a mirror? I, I guess they do, but... All right. I just hit the wrong button again. But terrifying, full inversion lies. The exact opposite of the truth. The kind of lies that regimes that seek total control must tell in order to maintain their power. Wow. This really, they say this with a straight face. As they protect a con man who received fewer votes, who lies every time he opens his mouth, who's allowing spies into his, his phone and his inner circle just so they can pack the courts and take away rights and health care from people and equal rights and women's rights and anything that makes this country work for all. Anything that makes our lives as a community better. They're, they can't have any of it. They don't want to hear it. It's, it's unbelievable to me how, how backwards it is. So, all right, enough of this, right? Really? Uh, because we're going to have some more Tucker. Actually, I'm a little over the, the, the time I usually take a break. But this is going to be an eight-minute break as usual. But it w it's going to be a little over eight. But we're going to play that uh, Vox video. And uh, maybe you saw it. But it's, um, let me see, let me see. la dee doo 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 Where is it? This is another thing we can do. If we had a an executive producer, I wouldn't have to fumble for all the movies. And if you so, please become a patron. Please donate all that stuff. Thank you for the 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 people who are donating and supporting the show. And um, buy some merch that helps too. Thank you for those who continue to support the show and share it. If you can't, uh, there's other ways to support the show and help us grow other than financially. Um, so that helps. Anything could do to help will be helpful. Okay. So this is, uh, Carlos Maza. I think you pronounce his name. I'm not sure, but he, this is a great video explaining just what a fake Tucker Carlson is. And I'll see you in about eight minutes. My name is Tara Devil. This is Tara Buster. I'll be back. Do do do. Here it is.
Tucker Carlson likes to brand himself as a real man of the people. Politicians, big business, the media, they are all on the same side. Taking on the liberal elite. Now Democrats have become the party of the elite professional class. And standing up for everyday Americans. It's not a left-right thing, it's a ruling class versus everybody else thing. He wrote a whole book about how America's selfish ruling class is bringing the country to the brink of revolution. Division helps them maintain their power, even as it, even as it destroys our country. The Atlantic even calls him the bow-tied bard of politics. The actual problem is the corrupt and decadent leadership of our own elites. The elites, liberal elites. It is sickening, and we've had enough of it. There's just one problem with Tucker's man of the people shtick. You're about the most unordinary person I know. You're an elitist. You're an asshole. No, no, no. I'm a t but see, I'm an out-of-the-closet elitist. I don't run around pretending to be a man of the people. I'm absolutely not a man of the people at all. Yeah. Tucker's full name is Tucker Swanson McNear Carlson. His stepmom is the heiress to the Swanson frozen food empire. He went to an elite boarding school in Rhode Island, got famous for wearing bow ties on national television, and has spent his professional career bouncing between cushy cable news jobs. By all measures, Tucker Carlson is a member of the American elite. How do you pay your bills? Well, I'm like extraordinarily loaded just from like money I, you know, inherited. You're a trust fund baby, are you not? No, completely. I've never needed to work. I mean, it's all just the whole cable news thing. It was like a phase I was going through. So what is going on here? Why would a guy who bragged about being an out-of-the-closet elitist host a show where he rails against the ruling class? There's actually a pretty simple explanation for Tucker's new shtick, and it's called false consciousness. But see, I'm an out-of-the-closet elitist. I don't run around pretending to be a man of the people. The elites, to whom the rest of us mere plebes look on in awe. I'm absolutely not a man of the people at all. False consciousness is one of those phrases that grad students use to sound smart at parties. But essentially, it's a term in Marxist theory that describes when working class people are tricked into accepting their exploitation. So let's say you and your coworkers are feeling frustrated and start thinking of forming a union. To stop you, your boss might say, you don't need a union. The real problem is all these women taking maternity leave. If they weren't taking so much time off, we'd all be able to go home right now. Or they might say, It's these damn privileged millennials. They're so obsessed with work-life balance that we all have to pick up the slack. Get mad at them. The boss convinces the workers to accept their exploitation by pointing their anger in the wrong direction. Or as Tucker Carlson would say, One thing you learn when you grow up in a castle and look out across the moat every day at the hungry peasants out in the village yeah. is you don't want to stoke envy among the proletariat. Thanks, Tucker. So how do you keep the hungry peasants in the village from storming the castle? Enter Tucker Carlson Tonight. The show that is the sworn enemy of lying, pomposity, smugness, and groupthink. Since it launched in 2016, Tucker's show has been a festival of false consciousness, bombarding viewers with an endless supply of culture war bullshit. Could transracial be the new transgender? What's upsetting about lady-specific Doritos? If yoga is racist, is hot yoga more racist? To be fair, this isn't unique to Tucker. Fox News' MO is using culture war stories to distract from right-wing economics. But what makes Tucker unique is how often he uses the language of anti-elitism while ignoring real exploitation. Take the 2017 Republican tax cuts, for example. It's the largest tax cut in the history of our country and reform. Republicans spent months promising their tax cuts would help the middle class, including during several segments on Tucker's show. This is really about a middle income tax cut. Okay. That, of course, turned out to be a scam. The overwhelming majority of those tax cuts went to corporate shareholders and CEOs. It's a giveaway to the very rich, permanent tax cuts 
for corporations and almost nothing for the average person. So what was Tucker Carlson, populist hero, talking about the week that happened? Racist trees. In Palm Springs, California, city officials are planning to clear-cut a grove of tamarisk trees because they're racist. Ah, yes. Racist trees. I'm willing to believe you that there was racist intent in planting these trees. Why are we punishing the trees for that? Tucker spent twice as long talking about this random tree story as he did about the tax cuts. Does that seem a little unfair? If you were a tree, you might feel a little differently. This is false consciousness in action. Convince workers to focus their rage at targets that don't matter. Racist trees. And they'll be too distracted to notice the ones that do. It's a giveaway to the very rich. Don't want to stoke envy. Tucker does this all the time. Last May, Congress rolled back regulations meant to stop Wall Street from creating another financial crisis. The financial institutions spent $200 million in lobbying. This is the kind of thing real populists hate. Big money rules and the needs of ordinary people gets ignored. But Tucker didn't mention the rollback once. Instead, he was dedicating multiple segments to a random dude who refused to move out of his parents' house, which Carlson saw as proof that millennials were too entitled. I think that probably does have something to do with the safe space movement. So just to recap, instead of talking about bank deregulation, we got one multimillionaire complaining to another multimillionaire about how millennials are too entitled. False consciousness. Amazing the country this is becoming. We're dedicated to chronicling it for you in all detail. Last February, Trump made it easier for lenders to give out predatory payday loans, which trapped working class people in cycles of debt they can't get out of. Many of these loans have interest rates of 400%. The move was a huge win for predatory lenders, who Democrats have been trying to regulate for years. This is a lobby that's extraordinarily powerful. They have members and the members want results. But Tucker didn't mention the move once. Instead, he spent the week blaming Democrats for focusing on identity politics. Elections in this country used to be based on issues, or that was the common agreement anyway. The left is too distracted by global warming or the lack of transgender SEAL teams to pay any attention. You spent three days on the racist tree story. False consciousness. Okay, last one. In May, House Republicans passed huge cuts to Medicare and Medicaid. This bill cuts taxes for massively high-income people by hundreds of billions and cuts the health care of low and middle income Americans by hundreds of billions. If there was ever a time to get mad at the elite, this was it. I think this is one of the largest pure redistributions for poor to rich in one bill we've ever seen. But Tucker Swanson Carlson treated the whole thing like a big joke. The left has had a full psychotic break. Then he turned to the stories that really matter. Atheists getting rid of a park bench in Pennsylvania, Michael Moore saying something mean about Trump, and a random academic paper suggesting we should eat bug meat. When Al Gore starts serving crickets for lunch on his private jet, I'm in. The largest redistribution from poor to rich we've ever seen. Don't want to stoke envy. The goal of Tucker's show isn't to challenge the elite. It's to make sure you never realize who they are. To get you so mad at atheists, feminists, immigrants, millennials, trans people, college students, pot smokers, vegans, the NFL, Brooklyn witches, and Lena fucking Dunham that you don't get mad at the people who are actually in charge. If you care about America, you ought to oppose the exploitation of Americans. For now, those leaders will have to be Republicans. There's no option at this point. Tucker Carlson isn't a populist. He's a safety valve. A way to make sure that if the hungry peasants in the village get angry, they don't take it out on the party giving tax cuts to him or his multi-billionaire boss. You're his bitch. I'm 100% his bitch. Whatever Mr. Murdoch says, I do. I would be honored if he would cane me the way I cane my workers, <laughs> my servants. He's a phony. And if that sounds harsh, don't take it from me. Take it 
Tucker Carlson in 2003 talking about Bill O'Reilly, the man whose Fox News slot he would one day take over. I think there's kind of a deep phoniness at the center of his shtick because it's sort of built on this perception that he is the character he plays. He is every man, this kind of, po he's not right wing, he's a populist fighting for you against the powers that be. And that's great as a shtick, but I'm just saying the moment that it's revealed not to be true, it's over, right? Because the whole thing is predicated on the fact that he is who he says he is. And just nobody is that person, especially not someone who makes a million dollars, you know, many millions a year. Welcome back. My name is Tara Devlin. Thank you for hanging out. And thanks for checking out that video. I hope you, or if you're listening on Progressive Voices, I'm sure you could hear it equally uh, and be outraged. You didn't necessarily have to see the, see his face, his punchable face. I mean, don't, you know, metaphorically speaking, punchable face. He really does, though, without that, with or without the bow tie. Tucker Carlson is a very irritating human being. And you think about how do you sleep at night? This is what makes me, I guess, depressed because I... I, I can't sleep for various reasons, and none of them are because I'm trying to stow division amongst my fellow Americans so I could concentrate more wealth into the hands of, uh, of, the, of those who don't effing earn it. What did Tucker Carlson, I can't talk, I know, I have a slight speech impediment, but sometimes it makes me unable to say certain words but it is what it is we deal with it but the what is what does he ever do to to be sitting in the ivory tower he's not even interesting he's just someone who is capable of saying anything to lying to people's faces he had it's it's he's like trump but on another level they're all the, the same I watched Trump today for a little bit, as much as I can stomach it, that he was speaking to some Republican um, Jewish organization. I'm not sure exactly which one. They were all mocking uh, the Democrats, how Democrats hate Jews now suddenly. Then never mind the fact that Trump is basically in league with the KKK. Who uh, he is, he's ge he's getting accolades from David Duke and white nationalists who who hate Jews. He's 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 releasing uh, I mean his uh his Twitter feed initially. I remember back when he first started running, Trump released a some Twitter thing, you know, some Twitter meme and there were, it was a um some montage. It was Trump's face looking all presidential and the di looking into the distance and there was a flag waving in there superimposed and superimposed in, in there were some soldiers but the soldiers were nazis okay they were nazis not american soldiers whoever made that graphic and this graphic went through approvals and on and on. i mean and not just one of them how about with the hillary face and the star of david and the money this is the the and then they have the nerve to say that it's the Democrats who who are who hate Jews because of, well, I guess, I don't know, having questions. If you question 
And uh, when uh, you, if you question Israel, there somehow tra- translates into um, hating Jews, which is bullshit, as we know. Meanwhile, he's preventing migrants from coming to the country or trying to. The reason the the uh, uh, well, let me just finish this thought. But the re- the the migrants are allowed to present themselves at the border and request a hearing from a judge in our so-called democratic republic nation of laws because of laws we wrote, we helped craft after World War II to stop uh, another Holocaust from ever happening again on Earth. But the Republicans don't care. They have absolutely no history of, they have no concept of history, no concept of reality. They have no concept of the present They've no, they, the, and they, they're Trump this week. And one of the things I wrote in the synopsis of the show was he said the, the country is full and that's his excuse now. So he went to the border and he met with the, some border agents and the, he told them this is his, let me see. His his excuse, what they should just tell people now, is that the the country is full. Don't forget it. Don't don't worry about uh, explaining anything anymore. It's it's done. It's full. This We're is full. our new statement. The system is full. Can't take you anymore. Whether it's asylum, whether it's uh, anything you want, it's illegal immigration. Can't take you anymore. We can't take you. Our country is full. Why wasn't it full? <laughs> Wait. Why wasn't it full when your your raggedy ass mother came over here from Scotland? Sorry, can't happen. So turn around. That's the way it is. Uh, if you look at our southern border, uh, the number of people and the number of the amount of drugs, uh, human trafficking. The human trafficking is something that. Nobody used to talk about I talk- What the hell does he care about human trafficking? He loves human trafficking. I, and this is the guy that was accused, isn't it? Wasn't he, uh, there's some kind of rape? I mean, I'm not going to say anything. I don't know all about it. I heard there was some kind of rape uh, allegation against him by a 13-year-old. This is why he, it's everything he talks about is he's full of it. He's just lying. And he is stirring up fear and ignorance so he can continue to grift it's the same thing that he did in trump university about it. it's a terrible same thing pitch. it's uh, ancient and it's never been bigger right. than it is modern right well they didn't have duct tape back in the ancient days i guess but now he that's another thing he likes to remind us about how Somehow, I guess he saw. I think he saw it in a movie. Some, I think Rachel Maddow did it. Did a show on this that there was what he was saying, what Trump was saying about what was happening at the border. That they were putting people in trunks with duct tape, and then they were going left, and they had these amazing fast cars that the border agents did, never saw such technology. That it was sort of like that movie Sicario, Day of the something or other. So, of course it's a movie. He, that's all he knows. He doesn't read. He knows book. He he's never read a book in his life. He knows Fox News and whatever he, he watches on television. That's real to him. Today, 
all over the world, by the way, not just here, all over the world. Human trafficking, a terrible thing. Terrible. And they come into the areas of the border where you don't have the wall. They don't come through your points of entry. They come into areas where you don't have the wall. What the fuck is he and talking they about? Make a left or they make a right, they come right into the country. Maybe they go straight. I don't know. Cases, and it's pretty, Can they just go forward? Sad. Extreme challenges, as you've heard. And there's central casting. I've never seen a group of people like this. Everyone's <laughs> in perfect shape. And you're proud of what you do. You wouldn't trade places with me for anything. I know that, right? <laughs> you're smart. Don't do it. Don't do it. Uh, you oh, know, yes, because you it's, he's so put upon being the president. He, weren't we lucky that he gave up his his con up in Trump Tower and decided to bring his con to Washington and fell ass backwards into the presidency by accident? Before, uh, about you know, people coming in and they come in and they come in. You don't have to take them in. When your system is packed, when you cannot get another person in, when every one of your detention areas is teeming and you have to let people go into a country, they can't take them. Can't take them. We don't have room. We don't have room. Uh, that means you can't take them. You know, what do you mean? There's no room at the inn? I, I thought this was a Christian nation. I don't think anyone's ever expressed it like that. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. Like <laughs> when it's full- Someone wrote, MR, enough. I know, right? I know. Enough is right. How much can we stand? <laughs> I'm very sorry. It's true. That's how I feel. Whenever I watch these clips, I'm like, Enough, enough. That's why I'm like, get me out of here. Somebody. Can aliens, pl- what would the aliens do when, when they came here? Would they just turn around and say, oh, forget it. It's too far gone. <laughs> or would they just take me with them? I don't care. I will be, put, put, put an experiment in me. I don't care. Put a tracker in me. Anal probe. I don't care at this point. This whole, this, this, this last how many years felt like an anal probe. It really did. And it's not, it doesn't feel good. I don't know. Maybe somebody likes the anal probes. I don't like it personally. I just want, I just want peace. Can I live in, I mean, I don't even care. Can't, I wish aliens would just transport me out of here and put me in some kind of terrarium environment where they can watch my, how I behave. And, but I'd be happy with that. So what I want to, oh, so the other thing, let me just, I want to thank the people who have become patrons. So Michael, Lisa, Joey, Michael D., Daniel S., Sam, Michael, L.D., Gail, Jim, Randall, David, Gary, James, Anthony, and Martin. I want to thank you all. So please, there'll be more, hopefully. Maybe there'll be so many people one day I won't be able to read them all. Uh, And maybe I'll just read a couple because we'll just run out of room. We'll run out of time. Nobody wants to hear me read a bunch of names. Thank you for becoming patrons. Thank you for your donations and keeping me sane and on the air. And hopefully the show will get better over time. Some, it really is dependent on my mood. That's the problem, too. I'm a very moody person. I'm not that moody. No, that's not true. But I, uh, I do. It takes a I have to really work at myself every day. Not only be living in this country 
I it's very difficult for me to deal with with Republicans in general. If somebody is a, if I know somebody in my daily life who's a Republican, I I do hold it against them. I can't help it. I it oh it's always in the back of my mind. This person voted for Trump or whatever. Because I take it personally. If somebody voted Republican, because on top of not just being in recovery, just being a human being and being uh, being gay. I'm also gay. I and uh, not that I'm happy, but you know what I'm saying. But I think of that as a personal attack on me uh, as a, not just me, but the of, of, of people who are like me or minorities in general. How could you vote Republican? You know what I mean? It's it insults me personally. It hurts me personally. I think, don't you care? Don't you care about me? How could you say, oh, I, I'm a fiscal Republican. I vote for fiscal. Well, then you should vote Democratic because the Republicans suck at the economy. The only thing they're good for is funneling money into the hands of people who would never spend it in a thousand lifetimes. That's about it. If you want an economy that works for everybody, then let's talk to, uh, to the Democrats. Oh the, oh, the economy's doing great now. Oh, really? This is another thing that gets me mad because it's not... All right, so we have a the stock market or whatever and uh, low unemployment, but nobody's making a decent living wage. There's People can't retire. People can't handle a $400 emergency. People can't handle going to the d- goddamn doctor without going bankrupt, right? How, um, how is that a great economy when you can't miss one paycheck before you're on the food bank, right? Or on the food bank line. How is that a great economy? I, I'm so sick of hearing that. that is the, that's that kind of unwoke mentality from people who, are, uh, who, who pine for their oppressor. They think, oh, it's a great economy. Everything's doing wonderful. It's a gig economy. People have no security. You're, it's doggy dog. No, it's uh, every person for themselves. And if anything happens, God help you. Because there's nothing, there's nothing to catch you. If you're sick and you're driving an Uber, good luck, Charlie. What are you going to do? You got no health care. Oh, and then the Republicans are coming for that. Oh, we're going to have great health care. That's just another thing I hate to hear. Oh, we have, uh, people like their private insurance. Really? Who likes private insurance? I don't want to go off on this again, but I want to know. Who, somebody, I heard this today, a Democrat say this. Oh, it was, it was, uh, it was another Democrat got in the race. What's his name? You know, the, the guy, he's, I like him, but, um, he was saying, from Ohio, what's his name? You know what I'm saying? He was saying, oh, some people like their, their private insurance. Really? They do? No, they don't like, nobody likes their private health insurance. They like getting health care. They don't like getting bills. They don't like deductibles. They don't like co-pays. They don't like in-network, out-of-network. Nobody likes their private insurance. Let's get that straight. They like when they get to go to the doctor. And get health care. Do not confuse private insurance with regular health care, with having health care. Nobody likes their private insurance. Oh, some people like it. Really? No, they don't. They like to be able to go to the doctor. Who likes getting harassed 
by collection agencies. Not me. How about when, uh, if you get sick and you need it, and then they start, then here come the bills. You like that? Get back to me when you get sick. When you really get sick. Oh, you can get your flu shot. Free. United Healthcare. It's not free, by the way. Well, everybody can get their flu shot. Whoopie-doo. But try to get sick. You know what happened to me when I got the flu this year? I, I came back twice. And they wouldn't pay the second time for my medication. Because I had just had it. So, you know, I, the second time, I, I had 104 fever. Oh, well. Go die. Maybe you'll die this time. I don't know. The doctor just called in another prescription because he was feeling f- footloose and fancy free. The, and the United Healthcare didn't pay for it. Because, you know, you, you, this is it. This is the kind of system we're in. And my friend, because I couldn't leave the house because I, I had 104 fever and I was delirious, more than I am now. And she went, she's from Japan. She's been living here for 20 years, but she went, she's from Japan. And she picked up my prescription for me, and she said, the, United, the American healthcare system is a mess. In Japan, the doctor calls in a prescription, you pick it up. You, there's no arguing. There's no, nobody's calling you. That's what happened. The, the, the pharmacist called me. I'm sorry, the, the, the insurance isn't paying for it. They say you just had this prescription two weeks ago. Well, because I got sick. Ever hear of a relapse? That is a word for a reason. I have 104 fever right now. Again. I don't know. I guess you're on your own, sucker. I should have pulled myself up by my bootstraps there. I don't know. I couldn't find my boots, though, because I was delirious with 104 fever. Son of a bitch. I hate this. That's what I hate. It pisses me off when this country... That's why we're at each other's throats? Some people get health care, some people don't. That's, they all, and they complain about we're a, di- a divided country. Well, what do you expect when you pit people against each other and you have different tiers and pools of people who some people get to get health care, some people get to have education, some people... No, everybody in, nobody out. That is the only American value. In, end of story. Oh, that's socialism? Is that socialism? That's called having a civilization. That, that's called the general welfare. That's called we pledge our lives, fortunes, and sacred honor to each other. That sounds pretty damn socialist to me, what those founding fathers did. Pledging your lives, fortunes, and sacred honor to each other? Your fortunes? What? Your fortunes? Uh, you know, I pledge my for- what does Trump say? I pledge my fortune to Mar-a-Lago and uh, to Stormy Daniels and maybe to Putin, but not to each other. What's in it for me, right? What do I get? USA, 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 USA. <gasps> Son of a bitches. Anyway, thanks, guys. Uh, so I want to, you know, it's, and it's just the stupid. The stupid runs rampant in this country. That's why I can't stand it when Democrats act stupid, too. And they, they, they think they're going to get Republican votes by pandering to Republicans. No, you're not. Look at Bernie. He's like, I'm a socialist. Kiss my ass. And they don't. And when you have um, people on MSNBC talking about like, oh, the Democratic Party is going socialist. They don't even explain what that means because they don't even know. 
What's the difference? What is so socialist about having universal health care? That's something that every other goddamn country has done for generations, except us. It's so socialist, though. No, it sounds like normal. That's norm normality. It's called being a, uh, alive and in a civilized country. I mean, even countries like Costa Rica, Cuba, countries where all like, oh, forget, we're so USA, USA, USA. God damn it. But we're, there's such ignorance in this country. And speaking of, I, I wanted to play this thing because I was, uh, while I was railing against uh, or finding this Tucker Carlson video, I had, I saw these, this other Fox and Friends video with this diamond and silk, which pisses me off. And, and I say, and it personally, it just pisses me off, even if I didn't have a show. But because I have a show that we're struggling with, constantly and I'm always have to beg people like you think I want to come on here and beg I don't but that we're begging for supporters and and funders except you don't see do diamond and silk have to beg no no they get on Fox they get billions of eyes looking at their stupid faces listening to their stupidity because they have backers like Sheldon Adelson and the Mercers and the, I don't know if Sheldon Adelson personally but I was just thinking of him because I saw Trump at this thing where he was mocking Democrats, saying that they hate Israel. And he's going, oh, Sheldon Adelson is here. Where, where are you, Shelly? Where are you, Shelly? Like, that's who we're, this country really works for. This old crab apple sitting in a wheelchair who has never, who's, who, he's like a miser. That is the epitome of a miser. And, you know, it reminds me of the, these, how much money are you going to take to your grave, Sheldy? How much are you going to, you know, what they did to Crassus in, in Rome? But they, uh, you know, I'm not the saying we do that to him, but it just what makes you wonder, you know? And for those who don't know, they poured gold down his throat because he was the richest man in Rome. That's what he wanted. That's all he wanted was gold, gold, gold. So they said, all right, here, eat some gold. But, um, and then I guess he had his priorities, uh, had to, he had to assess his priorities. Not Sheldon Adelson. That old crab apple uh, has to have his greedy fingers around the neck of power of this country? How are you a great country when you have this old, crabby old casino magnet kissing ass of a con man uh, uh, both? It's like a mutual sh circle jerk. And they're the ones that are running the show. How are you going to be great? We, how are we going to do anything worthy of respect with those two sitting in the driver's seat? So um, I was watching this Diamond and Silk, and they, and they would go, of course, AOC is there. Is She is like their, their I don't even know, their, uh, they are they might as well have another full channel with 24 7 anti-aoc videos and and it's they're so afraid of her it's amazing which goes to show you that she's doing it correctly so but they they asked their the fox and friends asked asked their black friends diamond and silk what do you think um about AOC saying that, uh, you know, she, cause she wanted us to address climate change. And AOC, this is what Diamond and Silk had to say. 
where essentially she compares opposition to civil rights back in the day to people who mock her signature Green New Deal, the GND. Let's bring in Diamond and Silk, social media stars and Trump supporters and Fox Nation personalities. Hey, ladies. Hi. Hey. What do you think of that Look, statement? Well, I, I heard, listen, you have to realize that Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, she's reckless, she's clueless, and she has a vacuous mindset. Right. First of all, right. civil rights have nothing to do with climate change, first of all. And then second of all, her Green New Deal is a Green New Scam mm -hmm. that we must stay away from. Now, I know that she's worried about climate change, but she needs to talk to Mother Nature. That's because right. with the Earth rotating at 1,000 miles per hour, mm -hmm. okay, 365 days of the year. We subject to feel climate changing a little bit, but not to the tune where we have to dismantle everything and start the earth back over again. It's an absolutely no for us. Who the hell said that we want to start the earth all over again? And because the, the so that's their that's their response. The earth is spinning at a thousand miles an hour and we are bound to feel the effect. I mean, I don't know if you about you, but I gotta hold on sometimes. I'm like, oh my god, stop this earth, it's spinning too fast. Right? And their this is their response to doing absolutely nothing about climate change. So you see the the change uh, I mean they know that they uh, that the time is short for them that the the it's like with the tobacco lobby eventually their lives were they it was people wouldn't believe them anymore they, there came a tipping point where the majority of people were like no um we uh, cancer is uh related to smoking and my my father would tell me stories that that you would everybody smoked when when he was younger, that you would go to the doctor and uh, the doctor would be smoking in the doctor's office. And, and, and that's what they thought. They, would, they even had ads where they would say, oh, you got a sore throat? Smoke, smoke uh, menthol. That'll help you. And that's, but eventually, no matter what, the, the tobacco um, industry understood that their, their, their product caused cancer many, for many, many years before they let on and they went to Congress and they fought uh, any regulation and they lied to Congress. And it's the same thing with the oil companies and the Republicans and, what, uh, and climate change in general. Eventually, there came a tipping point with tobacco in the American consciousness that we, the majority, understood, no, these are liars, cancer, uh, cigarettes cause cancer, and we're, we're not going to believe your bullshit anymore. So they had to change tactics. And this is what's going on with the Republicans on Fox News. Eventually, they know that things are going to have to change. But they're holding on as quick and as fast as they can. And they're using any trick in the book. In fact, before I go back to Diamond and Silk... The recently, when, I don't know when it was exactly. Well, you saw this. Trump said that wind, the wind generators, are cause cancer. Hillary wanted to put up wind, wind. If you if you have a windmill anywhere near your house, congratulations. Your house just went down seventy five percent in value. Because that's all that matters. Let the world burn. 
if you can make a buck, leave it to the leave it to your grandkids to clean up, right? Let them worry about it. And they say the noise causes cancer. You tell me that one, okay? You know, the thing makes it so... And of course, it's like a graveyard for birds. The noise causes cancer, and, and it's a graveyard for birds. And, like, Trump gives a shit about birds. All right, don't even get me going. First of all, the noise causes cancer. How does cause cancer? But that's okay. You'll have some people that will believe it. Uh, others will be like, that's yet lie number 15,046 for today. And it won't matter. And there'll be 10,000 stories coming out about this, how this grifter uh, grifted uh, something. And there's spies and there's Putin and there's cheating and there's... He's a tax cheat, and don't worry about it, and... Right? Birds. If you love birds, you'd never want to walk under a windmill, because it's a very sad, sad sight. It's like a cemetery. We put a little... So which, what's working, right? Is it, is it cancer? Does the, does the windmill cause cancer? Oh, no, no, let's go to the bird angle. Like, they give a shit about birds. Now, and as you know, I'm a big animal rights uh, activist, and... This asshole, how many birds has he shoved in his fat gullet, for one thing? But the other thing is, this is the party. He represents the party, and they, that, that allows chickens to be so crammed into such tight spaces that they can't even raise their wings, that they live in these horrible, brutish conditions. They don't give a shit. This is the party that, whose remedy for animal abuse on factory farms, which is basically a, a torture chamber, animal abuse on factory farms. The whole thing is a, an abuse, but that's besides the point. But their remedy for animal abuse on factory farms is to make it illegal to videotape animal abuse on factory farms. That's the Republican remedy. Just, just close your eyes. Don't look at it. Shove that dead bird in your fat mouth and don't ask questions whether it has chemicals how it lived its short and horrible life or what's in it is it dirty is it inspected is it going to cause you illness don't worry about it just eat it up and shut your mouth pay the price and if you get sick you better hurry up because you know what we're taking your health care (sighs) away see what I'm saying here why am I showing that freaking f- face of his? Uh, so the other thing, Diamond and Silk, I want to play some other videos of theirs that annoyed me. Why, why should I be the only one that gets annoyed? Here's one thing that gets me mad. This is what, uh, a very common Republican refrain that, oh, the Democrats are racist because... They were racist in 1865. If we don't take this seriously, if we resist taking action on climate change, our grandchildren are going to look at us the way we might look at great-grandparents that might have protested uh, civil rights changes. Well, first of all, when we talk about civil rights, let's talk about the Democrat Party (laughs) that did not want black people to have civil rights. So some of the things that she's conjuring up and talking about, she represents the party that bestowed these types of uh, uh, foolery. 
misery and ignorance on right. black people. Mm -hmm. So she needs to look at her own party if she want to bring up civil rights. Don't look at the climate. Look at her own Democrat party. That's right. right. Don't look at the climate. Don't look at the the problem staring you in the face. This is the addressing climate change could actually be a, a good thing for the community for for it would create millions of jobs it would unify us around a cause that is good that is uh, uh, that could bring this country together could you imagine i always i wonder sometimes if in my own private apocalypse of, of an, well it's not really an apocalypse when i'm thinking about life sometimes you think about alternate universes right i wonder after September 11th, when we had a President Al Gore, let's say if September 11th actually would have happened in that timeline, that's it. That's debatable. But the let's say we were attacked on September 11th, and and our legally elected president actually got to serve Al, you know, Al Gore because he won the election, and that what would have happened if instead of of using it as a justification to attack a country that had nothing to do with the attack on us and sending how many Americans to, to how many more Americans to their premature early graves and causing countless uh, uh, just pain and suffering for so many others and, and just the country as a whole. What if we use that as an opportunity to rally around getting away from foreign oil becoming completely energy independent as uh, I remember the because I was I was here on September 11th I saw the towers fall with my own eyes and and we, I remember how we felt uh, that there was a spirit of unity in the country and that's instead of using that spirit and exploiting it for that for nefarious th reasons like war, like an unnecessary, needless war, then we would have rallied around the patriotism of built of becoming energy independent and changing our whole economic, uh, our whole energy um, system into green and renewable energy that that actually cultivates America the beautiful, that doesn't turn America the beautiful into a poisonous uh, toilet for corporate waste. So maybe one day, but that's why I think about the Green New Deals. People say, oh, it's just, uh, it's just off the chart. Nobody could, uh, it's just, no one could ever, it's just such a pipe dream. Why? Because there's too much money. That, well, not too much. One dollar is, is one dollar too much in our economic system. In our political system, I mean, not economic system. <laughs> no, I'm not talking about... I'm talking about the political system. There should be no legal bribes. If we... If, it, if it's so out of control... Oh, um, capitalism created... This is the other thing that annoys me. They talk about how we're a capitalist society. We should find market solutions for addressing climate change. Well, it was the market that brought us to the brink of destruction isn't it? It still is. And it's the market that is stopping us from doing anything about it. Because if we, were, if we, if we didn't have this market bullshit hanging around our necks, and they, uh, if we had a political system that worked for the people and not for the donor class, which is another thing that is, uh, I don't know what democracy on earth 
has a donor class. What's a donor class? That's another thing that gets me insane when I listen to uh, the so-called corporate media. Well, it's not the so-called corporate media. It is the corporate media. I meant the so-called liberal media. Like on MSNBC, I listen, they say, well, and the donor class is very unhappy with a Bernie Sanders candidacy. A donor class? What, what, what kind of? And they don't even question it. A donor class. They should say, what the F is a democratic system of uh, a nation of laws, a, a democratic republic doing with an effing donor class? Doesn't that seem a little bit antithetical to uh, democracy, a donor class? And another thing I saw today that annoyed me, as I was, as I was preparing for the show, I had, I had MSNBC on in the background, I was listening, and they had, they had um, you know, what's his name? Ryan. His name is, oh, Tim Ryan. That's who I was talking about earlier. Tim Ryan was in Ohio kicking off. He's now another, there's like 52 presidential candidates now in the Democratic primary or, pres, or wannabe presidential candidates. I think it's 53. I don't know. But he was saying how, oh, and they, they cut back to the reporter and she's like, we're here in the, in the Rust Belt. This, his, his message plays well in the Rust Belt. That's what they kept saying, the Rust Belt, which annoys the hell out of me. With a, it's, it used to be called the Manufacturing Belt. That's another thing. This is why we have a goddamn Donald Trump to begin with, because we had a political system that, was in, it, that worked for the damn donor class, that the, we had Republicans and Democrats— uh, not, I mean, the Democrats weren't as bad, right? L don't get me wrong. But we, there was that whole DLC era, that Democratic Leadership Council era with Bill Clinton and his whole, the era of big government is over, welfare as we know it is over, when they literally went after the New Deal and the Great Society and they sold out to Wall Street um, and... They gave us this system that is now the least upwardly mobile with the widest income gap between rich and poor, and it used to be the exact opposite. Well, that, that is what you call failure. You know what I mean? So when you have a, a so-called uh, democratic republic that supposedly works to benefit the general welfare— and half uh, the majority of the working class can't handle a $400 emergency, that's a failure. But it came by, by a, a, a broken system that was working for the damn donor class, people who paid to, to, to they legally bribe our politicians. So, um, you know, that's not the recipe for success. And that's why you have a... A um, the people on the so-called uh, liberal media talking about the Rust Belt as if it's nothing. What's the historical context of the Rust Belt? Why do we have a Rust Belt in this country? It's the Rust Belt because it it's rusted, and people lost their jobs and lives were ruined. It used to be the manufacturing belt. What what is wrong with us? We're just, oh, it's the Rust Belt. No worries. 
um, doesn't matter that this country is that uh, is racked with addiction and and the uh, widest gap between rich and poor, and we are now the least upwardly mobile. If you talk about uh, the that populist message, that fake ass populist message on the right that divides people, and or if you actually work for the people or try to write a system that is broken, you're a socialist, right? Well, what, what, what really, what will write the system? That what, what's going to make something right where, I mean, correct, right? That we're in a system that is, that works for the top 1% of the 1%. That we are so, we have no money for schools or for veteran care. Not even, how about anybody care? Why is this country, people can't retire anymore. That you, uh, you either have to be destitute um, to get, uh, to, to, ha- to have a retirement and dignity, right? If you, then you can get Medicaid. You got to be completely destitute or you got to be, completely uh you know up on the top one percent this and in the middle everybody is fighting for the scraps it's really um you know honestly it's broken and money in politics is the root of that so when they talk about thing they just throw these 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 terms away the rust belt the ru- it's not i mean we really need to get our get a grip of ourselves, how did it get there? We have no historical context to this. Why is that okay to just throw these terms out? Why is it okay that we l- allowed one segment of our country to rust away? Is that okay? I don't know. It's, it's anyway. So I only see we have like four minutes left, and guys. Thank you. That's all I got to say. Thank you for hanging out every week. Hopefully, I mean, we will get through this together. There's so many other things I wanted to talk about, but uh, I'm sorry. I spent a lot of time talking about Tucker Carlson. Uh, but the other thing is, um, the oh, the other thing I wanted to talk about was the well, the Fox News report, this is this is what fascism is, you know. Speaking of Tucker Carlson talking that if you're a woke, if you're a woke liberal, you're a fascist. Um, if you apologize for somebody for being a dick, you're a fascist. But they, this Fox News contributor who wore a flak jacket at the uh, at the when he was reporting from the border. So this is what that's that's propaganda that in it, in its purest form. Going to the Mex- the southern border, putting on a flak jacket for because migrants are coming to present themselves for asylum. These are people fleeing violence. And the other thing, when uh, the uh, they the Fox News contributors were saying that um, that Beto O'Rourke was talking about uh, MS-13. When he's uh, he wasn't talking about MS-13. This is what they do. They he was talking about migrants coming to like so that we should have sympathy and empathy for for people presenting themselves for asylum. 
And the Fox News contributor reported it saying Beto was talking about MS-13. No, he wasn't. Um, so this is what they do. They lie, they divide, and then they send an idiot to go report from the, at the southern border in a flak jacket as if, as if he's in a war zone. You see what I'm saying? When the, you have, you have m- mothers and babies in diapers coming here fleeing violence, safety, security, bringing me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses. And these idiots are uh, cultivating fear, anger, and division and racism. So, all right. Listen, guys, thank you for hanging out every week. We meet here at 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels. My name is Tara Devlin. It will get better. I will get better. Please support the show. I appreciate everybody who supports it now. Um, I may sound down. I'm not going anywhere. Uh, well, as long as I get, you know, patrons and whatnot, I won't. But I won't go anywhere. I will do my best. I'm trying. We're all doing our best. Let us, as I always say, we stick together. We win. And we will win. Because we are on the right side of history. And we are on the right side of humanity. My name is Tara Devlin. And I will see you next week.